Blog Talk Radio. This episode of Attention Talk Radio is brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and Attention Coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and Productivity. Does convenience have you hypnotized? Uh, We're going to get to the content in a moment. Before we do, we'd like to thank children and adults with Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder for bringing this program to you. In celebration of that event, we're anxious to give away free digital copies of Attention Magazine. To get yours, just listen to our show. We'll be sharing a secret word a couple times. Write it down. Listen to another show um, and write down the secret word of that show and then just email me the the two words. That's all you need to do. Email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When we get it, we'll forward it to Chad. We'll get you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine and they'll send you a PDF copy of the next edition when it's in print. We have a little tip that we're going to share with you that Chad made and we'll get into the show. When you have ADHD, putting in an eight-hour workday while maintaining maximum concentration can be a challenge. Here are some strategies to help. Make your physical environment less distracting. Use your laptop, smartphone, or alarm to track appointments and deadlines. Break up long tasks into shorter ones. Take breaks and walk around. Before you leave work, Take five minutes to organize your work area for the next day. To learn more about workplace issues, visit chad.org. Thank you so much, Chad, for your continued support. For those that are not aware, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our listeners to either donate or become members to support Chad. Financial stability is really important for them to have the resources to have people lobbying Uh, on Capitol Hill for the ADHD community and working with different regulatory agencies on wording to make sure that uh, those with ADHD get the accommodations that they need in order to thrive. Again, for more information, to donate or to uh, become a member, go to chadd.org. Okay, so our our topic tonight is really having a conversation about productivity and um, uh, inconvenience. And to tee this up, Human nature is to uh, make observations using our senses. Can you see it? Can you smell it? Can you touch it, taste it? Can you hear it? Um, if you can't, we use technology to help us detect things that our senses can't, like a stethoscope, a microscope, telescope, regression analysis. When things are intangible, uh, it makes things a little bit of a challenge because we can't see them a little bit or they're, they're hard to us to, to conceptualize. And ADHD is a challenge of uh, executive function or or cognitive uh, impairment. And we know that you need to use executive functions to manage time or to make a plan um, or or to get organized. But the actual um, executive functions are intangible. We can't see them. We can't smell them. We can't taste them, et cetera. I've been developing a thing called attention scope uh, the last couple of years to work with Dr. Russell Barkley model to bring tangibility to executive function. But the the point of this is, is I just want to tee up and understand that ADHD is an executive function impairment. Executive functions are a bit intangible. And as a result of it, we're not always focused in on or solving for uh, cognitive behavior challenges. 
And so today what I wanted to do is talk about and try to make some of executive functions challenges and start talking about this illusion that um, convenience is actually productive uh, by trying to give you as many tangible examples as I can so that you can begin to understand what's going on and maybe override your urge to gravitate towards convenience, thinking that it's going to be productive when it's actually often more unproductive. So one of the concepts that I've, I talk about a lot is if you've got ADHD and you've got to think about something, you've got to kind of load information in your mind. It's what I call the booting up process with ADHD. I'm having a hard time getting in the flow. Once I'm in the flow, um, I'm fine, but I'm having a hard time getting there. Now, getting in the flow or loading information in your mind is very, very effortful, right? If you get distracted or you have to go to another topic, it's almost like a computer that gets unplugged. You have to kind of go back and start over again. Now, it's difficult to get into the flow. So if you have to keep getting into the flow over and over again, that can be a bit of a challenge. So that's our first concept. Our second concept is working memory is what we use to think inside our head towards a goal. Um, there's an exercise that I do with clients and people sometimes where I, I, re I give them six words, and I ask them to repeat it back to, to me in alphabetical order. And the words that I give them, often um, a person will forget one or two of the words or get the, um, the order of them wrong. Um, what's important to understand is when you are reading something and you're holding it in your mind, there's a finite amount of information you can hold in your head. Uh, how much you can hold kind of depends um, if there's something you can relate it to and how much emotions are involved. But if you can't relate it to something, if it's rote memorization and it's, there's no emotions, uh, you got a couple seconds and that's it. So those two fundamental things that we're talking about is the loading of information in your mind uh, when you have to do some type of thinking. And the holding of information in your mind while you do other things is really, really important as we begin to kind of talk about um, some of these concepts. So kind of give you uh, like an idea of this. So let's say that you're in a work environment and you or somebody, uh, yeah, it's, it's at, at, they're working at night. Maybe it's 10 o'clock. They, they think they're a night owl and they've got some concept that's somewhat complex. And so what they do is they write an email to somebody explaining this particular concept. It's convenient at that time because they're working. Um, they can just dash this off with email and the Internet now. It could show up instantaneously. The next day, somebody receives that email, and they will read that email, and they will think about the email, and they might respond with some level of complexity. Now, the person who originated the email now must remember what they wrote. So when they sat down to write this email, they had to spend some cognitive time thinking about what they wanted to write and how they were going to articulate it. That's the boot up. They had to kind of get in the flow. They send the email. Now, a day later, it comes back to them. They have to re-get into the flow, if you will, on what they were talking about, which is probably not as difficult as the first time. But now what they have to do is they have to read the response of the other person compare and contrast the two and begin to think about maybe how to respond or to bring some clarity. So what happens is this email goes back and forth between these two people over a couple days. In other words, there's a conversation that's taking place. And again, this is on a more complex conversation, not just like how's the weather. What I want to illustrate is 
getting into the flow, the booting up of your mind, loading information so that you can begin to play with it uh, is an effortful activity. And things, people that have ADHD, that effort is, is somewhat difficult for them to get into. And when they do it, and they go do other things, it evaporates, or it's like their computer gets unplugged, and they have to do it again and again and again. And so this conversation that has a couple threads that go over a couple days, they're constantly having to reboot their mind. Now, it seems convenient, but you'll notice this conversation is taking place. If the person the night before had the concept and were to say, wait a second, I need to probably have a phone conversation with the person next morning, that might be inconvenient. But they could get on the phone and have a conversation about the concept and go back and forth. Now, they would only boot up one time. That is in the conversation. Or maybe the person who has come up with the idea made some notes the night before and then the next day. But they would get into the flow. When you're having a conversation with somebody, you're getting words back which is communication, but you're also getting nonverbal communication back. Um, and you're picking up on things. For example, I was uh, awarded a, an award um, in the past um, for in the ADHD coaching industry, and I remember calling my mother up because I was going to invite her to go, and I heard the, oh, when, when I asked her if she could go, and I'm like, oh, well, what was that? I asked her questions and found out that she had something else planned at that particular time, and I, that O was like, Mom, it's not that important. You don't really have to go. You can keep your other plans. Had I not talked to her, I wouldn't have heard the O, and she probably would have come when what she was, had other plan was really probably more important. So we're missing nonverbal communication, and we're missing feedback in, in that, those conversations. And so the thing about a conversation is they're much more efficient, all right? You boot up. You have the conversation. You resolve the issue. And then when it's over with, maybe you can document the outcome. It's inconvenient to have the meeting probably a little bit more productive. It was more convenient to send the email the night before, but not as productive. And our title of our show tonight is, Does Convenience Have You Hypnotized? You fall in this trap of really thinking that the convenience is really productive. Similar conversation, similar with this, is I was coaching a CEO during COVID, and before we began to realize that this person was uh, very verbal. There's many people with ADHD because nonverbal working memory is impaired. Basically, that's talking out loud to yourself or thinking out loud or thinking to yourself, rather, that they have a tendency to talk out loud or think out loud. And after I coached them to understand that was happening, they, they owned it. They would walk around the office, and they were, they were doing really well because they could go talk out loud to the various direct reports that they had. When COVID hit, everybody was sent home, and one day I was asked to coach this individual on managing their emails. As I began to ask questions, I began to realize as the person was having conversations via email on things that they really hadn't thought through. Now, at the time, it was somewhat inconvenient, but what the solution to this is that we had, they had a Zoom call set up for them and all their direct reports to call into every day. And so you have a screen where you can see everybody. Now everybody's on mute, and if you need somebody, you'd ping them and hit unmute, and you would have a conversation. Thereby, the uh, CEO would actually talk out loud and kind of think through some things and do some business. It was a bit inconvenient for people at the time, but it was much, much better in terms of productivity. Again, our, our topic today is to help people begin to understand the role intangible executive functions play in what's going on and how what looks convenient often can be very unproductive. 
I want to go to break and come back and do some more examples of this. Um, our secret word tonight is hypnotize. Again, our secret word is hypnotize. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by gigcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a conversation here about... um, the intangibles of ADHD, and that's really executive function. And I really kind of sat down. We talked at the beginning of the show about um, the loading of information in your mind and the capacity of information in your mind, um, all parts of uh, parts of the thinking process um, under the umbrella of executive function. And we're talking about like the invisible things that happen in the world that um, can help us understand why we might not be as productive on certain things. So. Um, the next concept really is, and hopefully I can describe this okay, is capacity issues. And so as a student in college back in the 80s, um, I, would, I would go to bookstores and I would buy used books that were highlighted. And I would look, look at through the books to find one that was highlighted really well because reading is a challenge. And I would go to class and I would take notes. So imagine I'm studying. I'm sitting at a desk and my book is left on my left side. And my, my notes are on the right side. I want to read um, some information from the book and compare it to my notes. Well, the cool part about the book is it's highlighted. And so when I'm looking for the part that I want to compare, I have a target. It's the highlighted area maybe in the quarter way down the left page. And there's not a lot there. So I can see that. I, don't, I, can, I can read it. Then I read that. I'm holding that in my mind. And I'm looking over at my notes and that's highlighted so i've got a target so i've 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 holding what i read shifting my eyes and reading what's in my notes and trying to reconcile or do whatever it is to kind of lock that in now i didn't have great working memory back then it was hard then but that's was that that today what happens is sometimes you'll read something um online uh it's very difficult uh, time-consuming to highlight something like that. So, but, but the bottom line is if I read the read-through, maybe a paragraph or so, to identify what it is I'm looking at that I want to compare. So it's more cognitively difficult because I've got to redefine what I'm looking for. Once I have it, I then have to think. I'm going to click on another tab, all right, and I'm going to scroll, and I'm going to be looking for what it is I want to compare it to. Now, when I read the information and I loaded it in my mind, I've got all these other things I'm thinking about to go find what I want to compare it to. 
ADHD, many people have a, 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 there's a limited capacity. And by the time I have all those instructions and I find what I think I'm looking for, I will have forgotten what I originally read. Now, on the table, it's simple. My eyes would just dart back and reread it. But now I've got to cognitively go backwards and, and click to go find what I'm looking for. What I'm trying to illustrate here is if you listen to me, this is, this is cognitive behavior that requiring effort. Thinking is difficult for people with ADHD. The more difficult it is, the more they want to escape it. It looks like a focus problem, and it is, but it, the, the root cause is the thinking challenge that's having them escape. And so understanding this, it's inconvenient for students to walk around with multiple screens, right? It's inconvenient, but it's not very productive. All right. Actually, I take that back. I reverse the order. So what I do is going back to the, 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 the books is it's very helpful for you to print things out. Also remember too, is if I have a book, I've got, I can see all maybe two pages, whereas I can only see the first half of a page online, and I've got to scroll down. So the idea here is to print this stuff out so I can lay it out on a table I can see all of it time, and my eyes can just dart around. It's interesting. I did an interview with Dr. Russell Barkley on working memory back in uh, 2018. Um, if you're interested, all you have to do is Google Attention Talk Radio GPS, and we talked about his executive function, we talked about what I do with regard to helping people with it, and it was funny because at the end of the show, we both kind of agree that paper's high-tech for people with ADHD for this very reason. Now, <clears throat> printing things out is inconvenient. Having a printer and lugging it around is inconvenient, but it's productive. I travel quite a bit. I actually have a travel camper. I got it for this reason. I have a full-blown black-and-white high-speed printer that I take with me because I need that as a tool because I need to relieve the burden of my working memory. There's often people I work with that they're not printing things, so they're having to reread things multiple times or they're forgetting things around. Um, there's a few that I've coached before that said, well, I don't need a printer. I don't use it that much. Well, to illustrate this is Ambiguity is a real problem for people with ADHD because it requires a lot of thinking. And I talk about how much of procrastination is rooted in ambiguity. So before the pandemic, I was coaching an individual. It was early in the relationship, and I had them wanted to make observations about what was ambiguous about what they were procrastinating on, and they were arguing with me, interestingly enough. Well, after the pandemic hit and they were they had to work at home, I got a text one day. It was fascinating because they realized a particular day they were working on their computer, and there was something they were doing procedurally that they had forgotten. In that moment, they realized normally they would lean over to a coworker, get the answer, and be right back in business within two seconds. This particular day, they sent an uh, instant message off to a coworker but didn't know if the person was there or not, waited a little while, went up to go get a cup of coffee, and never went back. Never went back. Now, I'm trying to illustrate here a, a few things that thinking is really, really difficult, and sometimes the environment has that stuff that's built into it, and sometimes you need things that are around because when cognitive thinking gets a little bit difficult, this is when people get up and kind of go away. So working from home is very, very convenient, but sometimes it's not always productive because you don't have access to resources. So with that, we're going to go to another commercial break. 
let you guys think about this a little bit and come back with some more examples. Um, again, our secret is uh, hypnotize, and with that, we'll be right back with these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a conversation today about ADHD and productivity and the notion does convenience hypnotize you? In other words, do you fall in the trap of going to things that are convenient, not realizing that they're actually unproductive? Um, the next example, this really speaks to near and dear to my heart. Um, exercise is really good for people. We, we know that. Many people know, like, hey, when I exercise, I feel really, really, really good. Um, the thing about exercise is that it's a repetitive and boring task, if you really think about it. Um, things that are repetitive and, repetitive and boring tend to be a challenge for people with ADHD. Um, so needless to say is – there's a lot of people that I coach that want to exercise, and I'm like, well, you, if you'll notice, it's a very social thing. You're, you, you're doing it with somebody or an environment or you're listening to podcasts or some type of brain stimulation um, that's around. And so exercise happened, but it's kind of a byproduct that happens while you're entertaining your brain somehow. Um, <clears throat> there's different ways you guys could look at that, but like – I was a swimmer for years. It's swimming is an individual sport, but it's a very social. I mean, you're interacting with people left to right. And sometimes for me, it's a lot easier when I'm swimming, I'm focused on the person next to me trying to beat them. Whereas if I'm all by myself, I don't have that. It's harder just to go through. Anyway, my, my point on this is, is that exercise equipment in the house is very, very convenient. And a lot of people go out and they purchase those things under the illusion that, hey, I'm going to be able to do this at home, and they buy the equipment, they come home, and it goes under a bed, it goes somewhere, and it's rarely, rarely used. And I'm using that as it's convenient to have that in your home. However, it's not very productive because exercising in the solitude of your own home all by yourself is not typically something people do on a regular basis. And so in this situation, it's just, it sounds really, really good. I can exercise from the home, but if you take a look at ADHD behavior, you'll find that most people don't do it. Now, there are some that can. Um, A lot of times there's other intangible factors that enable them to do that, but this is another example. Do we get hypnotized by convenience? Uh, More and more, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with people that are uh, trying to work from home because of that convenience. Um, 
Often, though, when you have an issue or challenge and you need to think through it because of ambiguity or working memory challenges, if you're in a work environment, it's easier just to kind of go up and go talk to somebody and talk through to get the answers that you need. Whereas if you're at home, you don't really know where people are. You can call them. They might not get their phone, and they might kind of block that stuff. And so it sounds convenient. Hey, I don't have to commute. I have to get kind of dressed up. But there's other distractions. And when you're not clear on some things, there's people are not built in to have those kind of conversations, which just happens in the workplace. Again, it sounds good, but sometimes convenient is actually less productive. Um, Another example that kind of share is our cell phones, our smartphones. They're very, very convenient. But I'll never forget before the pandemic, I was coaching a CEO, and one day he wanted me to coach him because he wasn't managing his emails. And it took a while to ask the questions, but I began to realize he was out of the office three days out of five. And what he was doing is he was he had his he was looking at his emails on his cell phone, but he wasn't responding. Now. I don't know about you, but it's a hell of a lot easier for me to type on a laptop than it is for me to type with my fingers uh, on an email to reply to somebody. It's tedious. Uh, I fat finger it a lot, so I have misspellings. Um, It takes me a lot longer, and I'm a little impatient, so sometimes I'm not going into the detail that I need to, whereas if I've got my laptop – it's, I can type a lot quicker on that, and I don't have the, the, the typos, et cetera, that I have. Well, on this particular individual, I was like, why are you doing this with a cell phone? It's the wrong tool for the job. And the individual was arguing with me, and I'm like, well, if you think about it, it might be convenient because you have your phone, and you might have to whip out your laptop, but you might find a difference. Anyway, after a period of time, the person went out and bought a laptop. Oh, my God, what a difference. It was incredibly different inconvenient to stop, pull over the side of the road, pull up their laptop and type, but they got so much more done. Again, if you have ADHD, right, you have an executive function impairment. These are the intangible things that are out there that are invisible, that are they're giving you a challenge. So people will call me up and say, I need motivation or I'm struggling with productivity. Often I say, well, I'm not so sure you're struggling with motivation. I just think that you're, you're doing something in the most difficult fashion or a way that's convenient that's difficult, like having to have a conversation with somebody over and over and having to stop and think and stop and think or re-remember the last conversations. So what's the purpose of the show? Self-awareness. Self-awareness is highly, highly correlated with success in life. I'm trying to bring the self-awareness to people here that if we understand cognitive thinking and it as a process, as I've described, we can begin to take a look around and have a better idea of what we should be doing to be more productive. Often we should be advocating for ourselves for what works, not something that's necessarily convenient. So with that, I'm going to wrap it all up. I hope this has given you a pause to think and ponder about this and look around. Sometimes the most um, productive thing is to wait and do it when it's not convenient. It might be inconvenient, but you might find it takes far less time and you get a better quality. So with that, we hope you've enjoyed this show and you've learned something. Our secret word is hypnotize. With that, hope you catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.